This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, right now here on The Lake Show, I want to hear from you, 651-461-9226. Do endorsements really mean anything? Do they work? Do endorsements really mean anything, or do they work? 651-461-9226. I think that they do. I believe so. But only in one instance, okay? I think that the only instance in which endorsements work is if the entity that's doing the endorsing or the person is viewed as level-headed, not necessarily having an agenda per se. I think in that instance, I think it does it does mean something. And I thought about this when a couple days ago, ago, the Star Tribune editorial board, they endorsed for re-election Tim Walls. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, wow, okay, that's... Interesting. Now, the topic of whether a newspaper or whatever should be backing one person versus another anyway, that's for another conversation. Because I've always kind of wondered about that, right? But for this conversation, though, thinking about them putting that out there, that was eye-opening to me. And what also was eye-opening to me was last week with Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura saying that Tim Walls need to be a, a reelected, that was eye-opening, and I think that it was effective for Tim Walls. And, and, and this is the reason why I say it. I view Jesse as somebody that's going to speak from the heart, that he's going to give it to you like he really feels. He is not going to lean towards the Democrats, he's not going to lean towards the Republicans. He's just, he's going to tell you what's on his mind. So for anybody to try to peg him as being in one camp versus another, that's just not true with Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura, I think when you heard it last week, you're like, oh, really? He, he's about as much of an independent thinker as we've got. All right, Sometimes so, it's good, sometimes it's not. So, so, so. Do you get swayed by endorsements? No, no, not really. Because I... Uh, we I, all get swayed by them I, a little bit. I, I mean, I figure, t- to me... They the, factor in. See, maybe they do for you, but to me, they really don't. 
Um, the only way that it affects me is if I'm truly undecided. And the person would have to have credibility. Like what, who they are would have to mean something. And I'm not talking just a celebrity saying something. Somebody that would have something of substance. But that's what we're talking whatever. about. We're not talking about a person that said their mind made mm-hmm. up. We're talking about somebody that's kind of like, I'm not really sure where where this is going or, or where, where I should, you know, who's. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. But, I mean, you, you were asking me if they, you know, if they affect me. And for the most part. I'm talking about on a topic that you're undecided on. On an undecided. Yeah, I'm well, not yeah. talking about, yeah. Yeah, if if I'm undecided, very rarely have I gone into something where I'm undecided, though. Like, I mean, if, if we're talking about a... So you've never been in a, in a restaurant and you've never asked the, the, the waiter or waitress when you haven't seen, a, a, when you haven't had a couple of items and you want to do, you never asked them their opinion on something. Well, I, I mean, I, I have. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's an example. Okay. Well, I, I have, but I you, mean, I'm not, I'm not saying with this particular political cycle, mm-hmm. you're informed. I get that. But I'm talking about just um, even beyond politics. Okay. Do endorsements mean anything to you at all? And the because we do endorsements on the station. I'm endorsing Friendly Chevrolet right now. I'm endorsing yep. Online Trading Academy right now. I did Livia yep. a couple of years ago, and Jason DeRush is doing Livia right now. So, like, I think it does what now. Now, now, granted. Um, there's a level of difference there because yes, we are paid for our services yeah. when we're talking about endorsing. So I get, I get that. I'm not saying it's all the same. But you're talking about just like completely objective. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if if you're putting it like that, yeah, you go to a restaurant and even if you're not going to ask them, more times than not, they're going to tell you about the specials. Like they're going to tell you, and then that's where I feel you can have that that interaction. Uh, I mean, again, I think it all depends on on the circumstances. It, it's to me, the person making the recommendation has to be somebody that could knowledgeably speak on, you know, could knowledge, you know, could talk on it, you know, eloquently. So, you know, more than I can probably get it out right now. If somebody's severely, but like, I don't think that. I'm ever going to go to Carrie Lake and ask her about election voter in- integrity. She's not going to be the person I'm going to for that. No. No. <sighs> yeah. The, the you got to endo- cite the source. Yeah. The, the, the endorsement to me, it has to come from somebody, not just, not just a talking head. Because, I mean, we, we hear it's like, I'm going to bring out so-and-so to my event and they're going to speak on my behalf. It's like, what does person A have to do with this topic? Like, if, if they don't have any connection, I don't feel like I really need to take into account what their opinion is. That's why, like, a lot of celebrity endorsements, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I can really believe that they're really invested in it. Like if they've got an emotional investment in, in the you know in the product or in the content that they're talking about too, I think I think that's key. It's like why are you giving me into this endorsement? Why are you weighing in with your opinion? If there's a legitimate reason why they're weighing in, then then I'll listen. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, I, but like politically though, like a lot of people weigh in with their opinion, and they they're just they just want to be supportive of whoever the candidate is that they that they appreciate or like. Like for instance, when Hillary Clinton was running and she didn't win, what's name did stump for uh, LeBron James? Mm-hmm. He wanted the young people to support Hillary Clinton. But that's that kind of matters. Well, it it does. I mean, Luke Bryan just had Ron DeSantis just had on Ron stage. DeSantis, yeah, it's like. He was invested, though, because LeBron had a reason to be invested because of the people that follow him. He can influence them. It's like, who is Jesse Ventura trying to influence by giving this recommendation to Tim Walls? Yeah, but what's the difference between LeBron supporting Hillary Clinton and Jesse Ventura supporting um, Tim Walls? To me... Jesse, the endorsements are the same. Right. The, the endorsements, they are, but they're not at the same time. How not? How are they different? Jesse Ventura is is stumping for a position that he held. And I'm not talking about the celebrity I status. Like, I, I know LeBron like wants to be this role model for kids. And, hey, you know, I, I follow Hillary Clinton. I'm a, I'm a supporter of Hillary Clinton. You should, too. Yeah. Now people shouldn't blindly take LeBron's endorsement. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't blindly take no, anybody's. Don't, no, advice. don't yeah. don't don't blindly take yeah. somebody's endorsement. Yeah. But when Jesse Ventura is saying, "Hey, I support Tim Walls for re-election a governor," he understands because he had the job. Right. I he understands what the governorship means. What That's it, a fair point. Yep. What you need to do, and he sees something in one candidate that he doesn't see in the other. Now, I, I mean, it's that's where I think that the two of them are different. Yeah, no, no, that's a fair point. Yeah, with, with Jesse, he's been there, done that. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, right now we're coming out of a pandemic and, and we need the best person on the job. Yeah, I know that Tim might not have had the, the, the greatest of trips, but this is what we got to get. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and, and I mean, this doesn't mean that you have to agree with Jesse Ventura on everything. And no. That's a problem. Oops, sorry, like, that's a problem that I have when people are like, well, no matter what this person says, I'm going to agree with it 100%. Blindly, the conspiracy theory stuff. Like what? In the, like you're going to agree and disagree. You're going to agree. Yeah, you can agree and disagree with the same person. Like you don't have to blindly be 100 percent for or 100 percent against. Like to me, I think that's in, that's very very ignorant, and I think it's scary. You know, take every topic and subject. I feel take it individually, and and go from there. That's just yeah. me. I'm with you. All right, um, 651-461-9226. That is the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line if you'd like to weigh in on this topic. Uh, but coming up next, we'll get to a scoreboard. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. A little bit over an hour from now, Cal Soderquist. Pre-game Timberwolves nationally televised game tonight. Rudy Gobert, baby. And the Wolves facing the um, Phoenix Suns. We'll be all over it. Listen to Alan Horton right here on the radio home for Timberwolves basketball. News Talk 830 WCCO. Now it's time for a scoreboard. I see a score I don't even like right now. I just saw the highlight of it. Oh, gosh. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get to it. I, I can't hear you. you got to turn there the mic on. There we go. On. Sorry. <laughs> well, let's just say 
He's all flummoxed. Yeah, it's not to, it's not what you want to see. But right now, Bryce Harper with a two-run home run in the bottom of the first inning. Literally just now. Just happened off of Lance McCullers. And right now, the Philadelphia Phillies lead the Houston Astros 2 to nothing in uh, game number three of the World Series. That series is tied at one game apiece because uh, they split in Houston. And for me, Philadelphia splitting at Minute Maid Park, that's pretty big. That's big for that momentum. Yep. And, uh, of course, Game 3 should have been Game 4 tonight, but uh, that did Game 3. But, yeah, immediately uh, Bryce Harper early in the at-bat with a two-run home run off of Lance McCullers. Uh, let's get to the NHL here, Henry Lake. The Minnesota Wild at home at the X. Uh, right now they are scoreless with Montreal just uh, about halfway through the first period. Uh, elsewhere, the Bruins and the Penguins tied at 1. 14 minutes left to go in the first period there. The Flyers and Rangers also scoreless at the Garden. Four minutes left to go in the second period. Senators and Lightning tied at 1. Uh, halfway through the second period there. The Capitals over the Golden Knights, 2-1. to one, Halfway through the second period there. Second period. Yeah, you, you can kind of sense, uh, sense a theme here. Uh, the Islanders, Blackhawks, Kings, Stars, Kraken, and Flames and Predators and the Oilers uh, all coming up a little bit later on tonight. And uh, let's get to the NBA. Only four games in the NBA tonight. Of course, we got the Wolves and the Suns coming up a little bit later. I think a good litmus test for the Timberwolves, even without DeAndre Ayton. Like, Phoenix is legit. You know, there's a reason why. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be a big game. It's going to be a huge, huge game. And and I'll say this off the bat, and I think you'll probably echo my sentiment. If the Wolves play extremely well tonight, it's a competitive game, Mm -hmm. and let's say that they win, I think that they'll be somebody that the national TV audience will say, hey, we want to see more of the Wolves. Or even if they don't even win, if it's a competitive game, let's say that Anthony Edwards has a ridiculous night, or they just look good. We want to see emerging superstars. We want to see good yeah. matchups. So that would bowl well for the season. Yeah, I think that you would hear a lot of people saying, well, gee, you know, this Timberwolves team, you know, they've got something going if they can go into Phoenix. Because we've been kind of upset about, okay, you played lackluster against poor teams. This is the first real test that the Wolves have had. Yep. And let's let's see how they respond. I, I like it. This Henry. is the best team that they faced to this point in the season. Absolutely. Because we really haven't faced anybody. No. No, they haven't. And I think tonight, even if they're competitive, I think that maybe that will ease fans a little bit. If they go down to Phoenix and get blown out, I think the anxiety and the panic meter is just going to get a little bit – it's going to get a little bit more to the right. But if they play well – and compete, and I'm not all about moral victories, but with the way that they've been playing and all the struggles and the chemistry and this and that that we hear about, if they can get something going tonight in Phoenix positively yep, and bring it over to Friday night when you got another big test. The Bucks are in town. Yes. Giannis. You, you got Giannis. I mean, this is the toughest two-game stretch that the Wolves have had in the very young season. Uh, let's get to the games that currently are going on. Uh, Kevin Durant's got 16 points to lead the Nets right now. They are up on the Bulls, 48-45, three and a half minutes left to go. First half there. The Heat up on the Warriors, 44-43. 
Five minutes left to go in the first half there. Andrew Wiggins with 12 points. That leads the Warriors. Uh, just about five and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter in Oklahoma City. The Thunder and the Magic right now tied at 19. And uh, that's what we got right there. And again, the uh, Phillies right now leading the Astros 2 to nothing. They are heading to the top of the second inning there. Hey, let me get to this real quick. Uh, I'll bring this up during the uh, – because I hadn't seen this earlier. I'm not even sure if you saw this. But did you see um, what happened with uh, Britt Reed, Andy Reed's son, former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach? No. He got sentenced in that that uh, remember he had the DUI, yeah, the, the drunken DUI, driving, drunk driving, speeding, and he hit the two cars, leaving um, that five year old girl with a serious uh, brain injury. Mm-hmm. We knew all about that. He was he's you know he hasn't been with the organization uh, ever since that occurred. He got three years in prison. Wow, Dude, they did not just because it's Andy. They said we're not we don't care anything about. He yeah. was driving while intoxicated. He caused serious bodily injury. The charge carries a maximum of seven years in prison, but prosecutors had agreed to ask for a maximum sentence of four years. Reed Salt probate. I only bring this up because three years in prison, we've seen people do a lot of things in life. And didn't even get three get years less. in prison. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying he shouldn't get three years. That's not my point. Okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to advocate for Britt Reed. Um, that one surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I out of all of the sentences that we hear for certain transgressions and malfeasance, that one would not have been on my radar. I would have been totally off on guessing that one. At the most, I would have thought, okay, get six months. Mm-hmm. Like just going to prison in, in itself, and then Three some sort years. of house arrest or probation or something like that. And, and they were going for probation. Yeah, six. I mean, three years. Well, Ooh. I mean that that surprised me a little bit. Doesn't matter who you are, you got to be held accountable. No it's, question. It seems extreme, but at the end of the day, you got to put your big boy pants on. Like you made a huge mistake. No question. And you have got to own up to it. So. Chris Thomason, St. Paul Pioneer Press, talking Minnesota Viking football. He joins us next year on the Lake Show. All right, the Minnesota Vikings. I got to admit, I'm surprised they're 6 and 1. They're getting better each week. Coming off a victory against the Arizona Cardinals at US Bank Stadium. Joining us now, he covers the Minnesota Vikings, beat reporter and beat writer for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Chris Thomason joins us, courtesy of the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we last chatted, but how you doing, Chris? Hey, doing great, H. Lake. Thanks for having me. How much? How much more fun is it to to, to cover winter? Be honest. I, I, I've asked that question of other beat writers, uh, whether it's uh, Dame Mizutani or or, or others. Uh, how much better is your life right now when the team is winning? Well, as you know, we don't root and what have you, but. Uh, I will say, you know, obviously the the locker room uh, is certainly better when the team uh, or any team is winning. You know, players aren't hiding away and, and what have you. They're more accessible and that sort of thing. And they're uh, more uh, long-spoken. And uh, obviously, uh, if the Vikings hadn't beaten Arizona the other day, if they'd lost, I'm sure uh, Patrick Peterson wouldn't have uh, – held court and uh, 
tried to rub it in as much as he could to the Cardinals because yeah. uh, last year they lost out there and he didn't do that. So uh, possibly leads to better quotes as well. Yeah, and I don't mean from a like because we don't root like like we can look at the the games and, and and you specifically like I'm more in the opinion business and you're more covering it and, and giving your perspective on it and all that and breaking it down, analyzing and talking to the players. But but even outside of that, like what you just mentioned, it's always from a a comfort zone and just from you know the challenges of the job itself. It's always easier when people are in a better place mentally. There's better vibes around the organization when the team just happens to be uh, in a winning situation as opposed to losing. And let's put it this way, too. It's easier to plan future vacations uh, when you know you're not going to have to go through a coaching search, exactly. uh, much <laughs> like the Vikings did last year. Of course, then again, if they're going to go to the Super Bowl, that might delay any possible vacations as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let, let's talk about a few things from Sunday before we get to the news of the day with the uh, the trade deadline. Uh, just your overall thoughts about how well they played, or just your reaction to the game uh, versus Arizona. I know that there was a little bit of inconsistency in terms of like Arizona looked like they were struggling, and then their offense started to come alive a little bit. I never really had a thought, though, Chris. At least in my opinion, like the Vikings were ever in danger of losing that game. I know that. Arizona had glimpses, and they had a couple of drives that they put together where they looked explosive, but it never really felt like they ever threatened the Minnesota Vikings. Well, I think Kyler Murray still has not gotten to that stage of where, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, the team is is in trouble because Kyler Murray is going to lead a late key drive. I mean, he's still mistake-prone as his two interceptions in the uh, second half were evident. So, uh, yeah, they're not, they weren't going against a veteran type signal caller. I mean, who you're worried, oh, this guy's going to pull out, you know, a great last minute drive. But, you know, the bottom line, the Vikings also were just the better team. I mean, the thing this year, though, and the players keep talking about this, is that they really haven't put four quarters together. I mean, possibly the Green Bay game in the opener they did, but uh, they've played, you know, spotty football at times, but yet they're still winning all these games. Granted, they're not over top-notch foes, but Harrison Phillips was the most recent guy to say yesterday about the 6-1 and one start. He said, hey, we haven't even come close to our ceiling yet. We're just getting better. So that's led to a lot of confidence by the team. Talking to Chris Thomason, uh, he covers the uh, the Minnesota Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Chris Thomason, and he's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. All right, so you look at the game this past Sunday. Clearly we know that that Justin Jefferson is the most explosive player uh, on the, uh, the Vikings uh, roster. But, man, what do you make of Adam Thielen? Because from one week to the next, I'm always concerned that Adam Thielen is just one hit away from from being down for a couple of weeks. He always has those moments. I don't care if it's week two or week three or week six. He always has a moment or two where you're concerned about whether he's going to be able to make it through an entire game. Yeah, I mean, you uh, hit that on the head. I mean, just this past game, he goes down. He's being attended to on the field. He goes into the medical tent. You're thinking, oh, my God. How long is he going to be out? Well, turned out he was out two plays. Uh, 
Yeah, and, uh, you know, people have been think, saying for a while, okay, he's getting old and what have you, but it certainly hasn't happened yet, and he's a perfect receiver to complement Justin Jefferson because if you're going to pay too much attention to J.J., I mean, you've got Thielen on the other side, a two-time pro bowler in his own right. Yeah. Irv Smith Jr. was somebody coming into the season. I said this leading up to training camp. Just put up or shut up, man. I, I don't want to hear all the talk about swerving Irv and what you're going to do. I want to see you go out there and do it. Uh, hasn't done anything to this point this season. Uh, missed some games early because of injury. Um, he's now back on the uh, IR. And they make a big move today, a bold move, a move that I really like because I've always liked TJ Hawkinson. They make a trade with the Detroit Lions. Your thoughts on what they did today before the trade deadline? Yeah, it was an excellent trade. They really beefed up the tight end position. And Irv just hadn't emerged. I mean, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if he hadn't hurt his thumb and if he'd been able to have a good preseason. And who knows, maybe they would have given him a contract extension. But he missed that valuable time. He was always kind of behind when the season started and never really showed the flashes that everybody's been hyping him, as you stated, for the last couple of years. But uh, he can't just avoid the injury bug. And now he's got a high ankle sprain. He's probably out about two months. And who knows if he'll ever play another Vikings game again because it's not anticipated he'll be re-signed when he becomes a free agent after the season. So they're moving on without him, and uh, they get T.J. Hawkinson, a former Pro Bowl tight end, made the Pro Bowl in 2020 with the Lions. And uh, all the people I talked to today just said that he's the full package. I mean, he can catch, he can block, and uh, he's, he's excited about coming to Minnesota he uh, said on social media, I mean, he's from Iowa and he's back close to home and uh, looks like a great fit. And don't forget, they still have Johnny Munt. And I think he's still going to get a good amount of snaps because of, it, because of his tremendous blocking ability. So uh, their tight end duo situation, I think, has improved drastically getting Hawkinson now and pairing him with Johnny Munt. Man, what do you make of Zazaria Smith, man? He he has just been – he's been amazing, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, uh, eight and a half sacks. Let's start doing the math here. I mean, they've played <laughs> seven games. I know it's a 17-game season. So, uh, I mean, he could be having a 20-sack season. He could be joining uh, – Jared Allen, who, of course, just got in the ring of honor and, of course, who he uh, offered a tribute to with his calf roping sack the other day, Darius Smith. Who knows? Maybe he'll be joining uh, Jared Allen in the exclusive Vikings 20-sack club this year. Yeah. Final thing, and then we'll let you go, uh, Chris, and we appreciate your time. Uh, unfortunately, there was some sad news to report uh, in, in your latest uh, tweet and story. About uh, It's an updated story on the death Monday of ex-Vikings assistant uh, Adam Zimmer, son of the uh, the former ex-coach Mike Zimmer um, at uh, his Mendota Heights home. Uh, you have the quote in there, not investigating it as a suspicious death at this time, but the medical examiner's office will determine the cause of death. Truly um, a sad day with regards to a former Vikings uh, assistant coach. Yeah, very sad indeed. I obviously covered... Adam Zimmer throughout his entire tenure. He was the linebackers coach from 2000 
14 to 21 co-defensive coordinator the last two years total class act great to deal with uh he spoke to the media obviously a lot the previous two seasons every week being the co-defensive coordinator he was candid and really a great guy to deal with and it's tragic news i mean he's only 38 years old and uh Basically, what happened was there was a welfare check at his home in Mendota Heights. He was working remotely as a offensive analyst for the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, obviously they hadn't heard from him. So uh, a welfare check was made at his house at 1.13 p.m. in Mendota Heights, and then uh, he was found deceased. Mm. So very, very sad story. Very, very tough day for all of those involved with that uh, with that situation. And my thoughts and condolences go out to the entire uh, Zimmer family. Uh, Chris Thomason, check out his fine work for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Also, give him a follow on Twitter, at Chris Thomason. He has just joined us talking talk of Minnesota Viking football here on the Lake Show. Hey, Chris, man, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Henry. All right, take care. That's Chris Thomason joining us here on The Good Neighbor. Coming up next, it's time for headlines. Let's rock out with headlines next on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Abbreviated show, if you didn't know. Wolves pregame starts at 8.30. Cal Soderquist has got you covered. Then we have um, a nice little tilt tonight between the Timberwolves and the Phoenix Suns. And by the way, nationally televised games. The world gets to uh, check us out. They get to what see we it. got? They get to see us in all of our <clears throat> glory. <sighs> yeah. Let's uh, let's get it together for the for the common folk out there, you guys. Hey, uh, Axel Henry. Not sure if that's any relation. No, just kidding. Uh, a 24-year veteran of the St. Paul Police Department and the most recent director of the Narcotics and Human Trafficking Division, Tuesday was named St. Paul's City Chief of Police. Now, he was one of five finalists for the position to replay Todd Axel. A group of city leaders and several of his family members were also on hand for the introduction on the main floor of St. Paul City Hall building off of Kellogg Street. Now, Axel announced more than a year ago he would retire after his term ended this past June. Jeremy Ellison served as interim chief after Axel stepped down. Henry's a lifelong St. Paul resident graduating from St. Thomas. He joined the police department in 1998 as an officer, moved up through the ranks until his appointment on Tuesday. He does need the final approval of the St. Paul City Council before he begins serving a six-year term. I will say this. I do like people that come up through the ranks. I, I, you want the best person for the job, clearly, right? But if if the best person for the job is in-house, then in the words of Russell Wilson, let's ride. Mm-hmm. Let's ride. I mean, if, if – yeah. Let's if, ride. If somebody's been there, they know exactly how everything's going to work. So, And they're relatable in every instance, so it, it totally makes sense to me. A Milwaukee woman was murdered by two men after she allegedly told one of the wives she was having an affair with the man, according to the victim's family. Whoa. Yeah. According to police, Sultan Sharif and Johnny Hopgood have been charged in relation to the death of 20-year-old Janita Brunson. Now, Brunson's mother, Jennifer Meadows, shared with a Milwaukee television station that the murder was more than just a random act of violence. According to Meadows, Sharif allegedly had called her weeks before her daughter died, saying that he did not want anything to do with Brunson anymore, but that she kept trying to contact his wife and tell her of the affair. Now, the night of the murder, murder, Sharif allegedly met up with Brunson 
to talk and allegedly killed her, leaving her body bound together with gunshot wounds. And then she was set on fire. Sharif faces charges of first-degree intentional homicide and mauling a corpse, and Hopgood has been charged with mutilating a corpse and harboring or aiding a felon. Now, Brunson's remains were discovered on September 24th in Milwaukee after she was with Sharif, according to a criminal complaint. Police believe that Sharif is responsible for killing Brunson, that Hopgood joined him later to dispose of her body. The two men are currently being held on bond and are scheduled to return to court later this week. This is um, disturbing. Disturbing, as sick as it gets. It, it's just, oof. I, like I said earlier on Twitter, I'll never understand a human intentionally harming another person. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I don't get it, man. Like, we all get frustrated with people. We all get Dude, you had an affair in terms of on your wife, mm-hmm. and it was about to get back to your wife. You don't kill somebody. Oh, this is just. This How about you don't step out in your marriage? Just to just to. But that happens, though. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not no, even. I'm not gonna sit here and just because it happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, but but my my point. I mean, you don't kill somebody. No, you don't. Oh, you don't. Never would have happened if he hadn't had an affair, though. Hey, hours before. No, if he just wasn't an evil person. Like, there are people every day that step out on their spouses and they don't kill people. Right. Yeah. Both can be true. <laughs> hours before news broke on Thursday that he had completed his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter, Elon Musk wrote an open letter to advertisers stressing that he doesn't want the platform to become a, quote, free-for-all hellscape. Then why you buy it? Yeah, well, that attempt at reassuring the advertising industry, which makes up the vast majority of Twitter's business, was quickly overshadowed by Musk's first days as the new owner of the platform. Some industry experts are now predicting an advertiser exodus could be coming sooner rather than later. Within the first 24 hours of his ownership, there were several reports that racist comments, hate speech, and other objectionable content had increased significantly on Twitter as users tested Musk's uh, Musk promise that he would allow free speech. Um, Musk had previously tweeted, I hate advertising, indicated he wants to make the platform less reliant on it. He's also confronting the reality that about 90% of Twitter's revenue comes from advertisers. Well, he, he better get his act together because you know what? General Motors, mm-hmm. they temporarily suspended all ad all ads on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're just one of many. And by the way, I'm not paying the $8 that he said today is going to be the charge for the blue check stuff? Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. No. I'm I don't I don't care about the blue check. I don't. No. I don't either. But I I've noticed a definite difference in Twitter in the last several days since he's taken over. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's It's uh, not a good thing. No, it's it's been hot garbage. Hot times. garbage. I'm with you. All right, coming up next. Uh, we typically do it at 7:30. We're doing it at 8:05 and then we don't care because we know you love it. It's around the NFL next. On the Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.